the Bible Study Podcast, episode 704. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of 1 Corinthians with chapter 6. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 6. In the first half of this chapter, Paul takes these ideas that he had in terms of how they should behave towards one another and starts to make them much more specific, dealing with some specific issues that he's heard. But remember from the earlier chapters that he was talking about how they get along with one another is part of their witness. Lawsuits among believers. If any of you has a dispute with one another, do you dare to take it before the ungodly for judgment instead of before the Lord's people? Or do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? Therefore, if you have disputes about such matters... Do you ask for ruling from those whose way of life is scorned in the church? I say this to shame you. Is it possible that there is nobody among you wise enough to judge a dispute between believers? But instead, one brother takes another to court, and this in front of unbelievers. So his issue here is that if the church members are suing each other, if that's the church itself is fighting with each other, that that is visible to all of those in your community, that everybody knows because you've taken this to a public place, you've taken this to, in Paul's view, you've taken this to people who are not godly. You've taken this to people who don't live the same way that I've asked you to live or that Paul has asked them to live and don't have the same values and aren't under the authority of God or at least don't know they're under the authority of God. And he says, Why would you do that? Can't you find someone among you who is wise to figure these things out, to to mediate between the two of you, to make a ruling that you will both abide by with their wisdom? And he says that you, someday after the judgment day, you will be called upon to judge the world, to judge the angels. So certainly someone among you is capable of doing this. Then he goes on to say, the very fact that you have lawsuits among you means you have been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers and sisters. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Now, it's funny, when we read this particular chapter, I think of a lot of us go to specific sins that Paul is talking about here, for instance, like homosexuality, and we want to get right into that. But that is not the most controversial thing here that Paul is saying, the most controversial thing he's saying is the thing he says first, which is, why would you take a brother to court? Why would you sue them? Isn't it better to be wronged? Isn't it better to be cheated? That's difficult, right? 
how many of you, when you were wronged, say, well, I could try and get back at that person, but it would be better if I didn't. I could try and get justice for my wrong, but would it be better if I didn't? What is more important to the church, what is more important to God is our community and how we live with one another. To put that in front of your own sense of justice is certainly unusual and certainly challenging. But that's what he's talking about earlier in those earlier chapters when he was talking about, I told you we would get into some specifics that were going to be uncomfortable, that how we behave towards one another and how we treat one another is of great importance to Paul because it's of great importance to God. And he's saying it is better to be wronged than it is to have this break in fellowship. How many of us, it is so important, and I include myself in this, to be right, to be right, to be justified, to get the last word potentially, but it to be right in our arguments when we disagree with one another. How many of us is that more important than the relationship? Most of us. And Paul is saying that's not who you are now. And then when he talks about all of these sins, sexual morality, adultery, and sex with men, and thieves, and greedy, and drunkards, so he's saying that's who you were. But you're not that person anymore. Don't you know that you're different? You were justified in the name of Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. You were sanctified. You were made holy. You were washed. So don't be the person you were. Be the person who God is making you to be. Don't be so obsessed with being right or with getting justice or getting your way that you lose track of what God is doing here. It's very, very challenging for us. Paul goes on to talk about sexual immorality. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said the two will become one flesh, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So we have to put a little context on this because this seems like it's coming out of left field that suddenly Paul is talking about sleeping with prostitutes. But you have to understand that as you think about Corinth and the pagan religions that were practiced there, the pantheon of Greek and Roman gods, that one of the ways that you worship 
I'm doing the air quotes with my hands here. One of the ways that you worshiped is you went to the temple prostitute. Now, I'd have to say that if you if I told you that somebody made up a religion and that they included in it that you could sleep with a prostitute, that you probably could guess that the person who made that up was a guy. And I think that's probably true. But that was the society in which they lived that was held to be acceptable. It was held to be normal. And so now as they become Christians, one of the things that Paul is telling them to leave behind is this idea that they can just go sleep with a local temple prostitute. For one thing, they're not worshiping at that temple anymore. But another thing he's saying is, you've been joined to Christ. Don't be joined to a prostitute. And so he uses this. There are many different ways of having sexual immorality, but he's talking about something that is very pertinent to the society in which they found themselves. And so he says... Don't you know your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Now, what is a temple? A temple, our understanding, this, the context here is, is a place where God dwells. Part of what Jesus did on the cross when he took our place for the sin that we had committed and died in our place is he opened the path for up between us and God. That sin that kept us apart from God was dealt with on the cross so that God could come and dwell in us, and that is the Holy Spirit. So he said, don't you know that you are the place where God dwells now? Not the temple in Jerusalem, not the holiest of holies. Remember that the holiest of holies in Jerusalem, that the curtain that kept it apart from the people was torn on the day that Christ died. On the moment that Christ died, it tears, this great big temple tears from top to bottom, saying that that path now between us and the holiest of holies, that path now between us and God is now dealt with because of what Jesus did. So he says, you are a temple. The Spirit dwells in you. You were bought at a price We use the term redeemed sometimes. That's a very 25-cent Christian word, but that's what it means. You were redeemed, you were bought at a price, that we were enslaved to sin, and the only way to get a slave out of that in this context here was to pay the price for that slave to the master. And so that Jesus, in his death, pays that price And by that price, we are freed. So he says, I have the right to do anything you say. But he says, that's the wrong question. He says, the question is not, can you do something, but should you do something? He says, I have the right to do anything. I will not be mastered by anything. He'll get into that argument elsewhere as well in Paul's writings, but this the beginning of this argument here that just because you can doesn't mean you should. As we're thinking about the ways that we should behave, one of the questions we should ask is, is it good for me? Not is it sin necessarily even, but is it is it beneficial for me and for others around me? Is it beneficial for me and my relationship with God? And that's a great thing to ask. And so he he really starts up front here with, even if you can because your sin is covered, don't you know that you shouldn't? Don't you know that you're not that person 
anymore. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth, unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today. 